Hi, everyone. Welcome to Waste360's Nothing Wasted podcast. On every episode, we invite the most interesting people in waste, recycling, and organics to sit down with us and chat candidly about their thoughts, their work, this unique industry, and so much more. So thanks for listening and enjoy this episode. Hi, everyone. This is Liz Bothwell from Waste 360 with Martin Matson from Volvo Construction Equipment and one of our 40 Under 40 winners from 2017. Welcome, Martin, and thanks for being on the show today. Thank you, Liz. Uh, good morning. I look forward to it, and thank you for the, uh, for the invitation. So, Martin, we normally start in the beginning. So could you please tell us about your background and how you ended up at Volvo and within this fabulous industry? Born and raised in in Sweden, I came to uh, to the U.S. Uh, summer of 2000. That so was 21 years ago. Obviously, um, started with Volvo and an internship while I was still um, still at the university in Sweden. So uh, started with a summer job slash internship uh, with Volvo Construction Equipment here in the U.S. Uh, then I moved back and forth between the US and, and Sweden for a, for a couple of years. And after uh, graduating in Sweden, um, I actually moved back and got a, a full-time job uh, with Volvo um, here in the US. So my entire career with, uh, with Volvo has actually been here in the US. I've never really worked for, uh, for Volvo in Sweden. Um, then I've had various roles um, on, um, the sales side with Volvo Construction Equipment as a product manager, district manager, I mean, in different application sales slash commercial roles um, with Volvo. Um, and then since uh, 2014, uh, I've been the director of key accounts for Volvo Construction Equipment and 100% focused on the uh, waste and recycling industry. Um, so I handle the the larger um, waste and recycling companies in the U.S. and Canada, both national players and, and regional uh, companies. And then I, you could say I also uh, act as sort of voice of the customer when it comes to the product offering we have at Volvo Construction Equipment tailored for the waste and recycling industry. So a lot of the feedback and input I get from, uh, from the um, various customers that I work with on a daily basis gets fed into our product development process. Uh, we're one of the few in the industry that truly have a, a purpose-built waste handling offering when it comes to off-road equipment. So I kind of spearhead that and and organize that for um, for Volvo construction equipment. That's a quick background. In, in addition to that, I've also had the opportunity over the years to uh, be um, involved with NWRA and EREF, uh, which has been uh, a, a great journey and continues to be uh, uh, a lot of a lot of fun, and it feels good to uh, give back to the industry um, being involved in those organizations. That's a sort of a quick background on what I've done over the last twenty plus years. Oh wow! Well, it sounds great, and I love what you said about the voice of the customer, and I think that's part of what makes what you're doing special. Can you talk about that a little? You've been around equipment for so long now. How do you ensure that your offerings are really designed to keep up with the needs of, of your customers and the industry itself? 
Yeah, I would say we we, we start with uh, we work very close with uh, with the call it the fleet maintenance and operations uh, teams at at the various waste and recycling companies, and we're really uh, we've been very good at listening to the needs of the market and and for for us and heavy equipment uh, waste and recycling is a very tough demanding application uh, to start with for heavy equipment so we take that very seriously and uh, we take our equipment and put on some heavy duty guarding packages fire suppression solid tires and and various special attachments and we are trying to make it as easy as possible for our waste and recycling customers in that when you come to Volvo, there's very few uh, variables. Um, most of the offering comes is, is designed by us, factory installed and the dealer um, supported. So there's only maybe tires and certain attachments that will be specific to the application and we where we as Volvo may not be as, as involved. So we. We try to look at it uh, full, sort of the full circle, and um, and that's been that's been well received that with the uh, by the industry. And I would say we also we we talk the the lingo. Um, so uh, when it comes to customer, they we always ask the questions that they they ask their own people. How many how many times do you do you move per day, and what do you do, and what what's the material, and and then we we tailored our offering around that. Well, that's great. And then you can just ensure you're delivering a product that they're happy with. I love that. And then yes, but it's been working really well. Yes. Oh, good. Good. And then you've seen so many changes. Last time we chatted with you, it was a few years ago, but Volvo was launching a autonomous truck, um, a land pack, a landfill compactor, a hybrid wheel loader. What, what's been happening since? How are those going? And what's on the horizon? I know that's a big question, Martin. <laughs> yeah, no, that's, that's a big question. But I think we, to start with, we, we're very transparent uh, within the Volvo group uh, when it comes to uh, press releases, news releases, and kind of on where, where we see things are heading. Uh, but yeah, since we last spoke, uh, we're very proud that we, we, land, we launched um, a landfill compactor, and that's a new product and offering for us. And we're we're still learning a lot uh, along the way. But that is a perfect example that came out of customer demand, and um, some of the uh, key customers that we deal with asked for they wanted an alternative. And I said, Martin uh, Volvo, you're you're very engaged in the industry, and we think you have the the knowledge and the experience. You should look at this product, and we took that to heart and designed it and launched it, and that is now a fully commercial uh, product uh, that we offer. Um, and that, that product has been working well. Always New products always come with, with, with some issues and you learn along the way. But overall, I got to say, we are very proud with, uh, with the uh, Volvo LC450 that we launched at um, Waste Expo 2019. So we're two, three years into it now. Then if we look even further ahead, Yes, uh, we got some electric machines that are being launched this year and next. And we are also working on various uh, research projects around the world when it comes to autonomous electric um, solutions. And a lot of those discussions have actually been with some of the waste and recycling uh, companies because we see that that would be a very good um, uh, solution for them going forward. Uh, and when I say that, it, a lot of the uh, 
especially when it comes to, if we look at autonomous uh, products, uh, those would be ideal for logistics centers, um, ports, and so forth. And landfills, those are kind of closed off environments with um, commercial traffic only and doing a repetitive uh, operation. And that's where we see that um, autonomous vehicles could probably be a good solution uh, uh, in the future. Great. How far out do you think we are? I think we're, I think we're pretty far out. Mm-hmm. As a, if I want to, the short answer is I think we're, we're pretty far out. And a lot of that has to do with uh, acceptance, customer acceptance, and maybe acceptance from society. The, the technology and the solutions may be there, but are we, are we ready uh, as a community, as a society, as a larger company to really take that on? and plug that into all the other infrastructure uh, that the order has. So I think we, we're going to start to see it here and there um, and very specific applications and then, and then build from there. Um, but it, it, we, like I said, the te- te- technology may, may be there already in certain areas and has to be refined a little bit, but uh, it, it will be here before we know it. Let's put it that way. <laughs> Good, and and that makes sense what you're saying. I know there's a lot to work through, and um, so we'll be we'll be watching for that. Yeah, you're also leading the auction committee for ERAF. That's so great that you're doing that. I know Brian and his team are, are very grateful for that. Could you tell me more about that role and how it's going? Yeah, so I've had the the opportunity to uh, uh, I've been on the ERAF auction committee for quite a few years. I was asked to. Uh, uh, I'm now the chairman of the EREF auction committee as of uh, going on the third year now. Uh, for me personally, that is a, a great way to give back to to the industry uh, and to be involved. And um, if I just speak for, for Volvo for a second, there's the, the mission and the values of EREF perfectly aligned with the mission and the core values of the Volvo group. I mean, our, our three core values is, you know, the quality, safety, and care for the environment. Um, so when I look at uh, what we and, and our, our other mobile company, Mac Trucks, what we've done over the years, it's, it's kind of like a, a no-brainer for us to be involved with, with EREF. And um, it's also, it's a great way to connect, connect the dots and, and to um, also get certain companies, um, some of them are, customers of ours that are not as engaged in the industry as a whole when it comes to associate associations like that they see the value as well and we have uh, we have now grown that over the last few years we're getting more and more companies to donate their time and and events and so forth and uh, this year like last year should be a, it should be a good um, auction here coming up around waste expo times and and then we ha- also have uh, another event in um, in the fall in November with the Fall Classic. So, in all, I would say it's it's a it's a great opportunity. I think it starts with uh, supporting the science side of the industry, and uh, like I said, the work of here perfectly aligns with what we do at, at the Volvo Group. It it certainly sounds that way, and and. I love AUREF for the same reasons that you just noted. Um, they're, they're research-based data and the science behind everything, and it's all 
really rooted in science and um, it was a big gap that the industry had for the longest time that EREF is filling now. So um, on behalf of the industry, thank you for supporting it so much, you and Volvo as a whole. Yeah, thank, no, thank you. And I, I maybe not in closing on EREF, but uh, we are one of the companies that we use a lot of that data and that mm -hmm. information that EREF has produced over the years. And uh, when we look at product development and new offerings and maybe some of this new um, emerging technologies that we're working we 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 lean on on eref and and um use the information that they produce so so that's uh that's the real value right there definitely and so you mentioned the auction obviously being at waste expo it's coming up quickly in june and it's always a big highlight there what are you most looking forward to yeah so so this year we're obviously we're doing a virtual auction again we did that last year. It worked out well. I think we learned a lot from it. So uh, the auction will open up here uh, mid-June and sort of close around um, end of June when at the, at the end of Waste Expo. Um, so know what I now we're getting into executing on um, and firming up for the various uh, donations and making sure that people and companies are aware of how the auction is going to work that well uh, this way uh, this year. And I would say that um, the work that's been done by Brian and his team uh, and Caitlin and so forth at ERF has been uh, phenomenal. And uh, what I would say is uh, to the industry is uh, be on the lookout because uh, between now and end of June, there will be a lot of information uh, and especially on the logistics and how it works and how you participate and there's various ways to to do that and we're trying to make it as as easy as possible um, since we are not going to be uh, together live in, in front of all the the various donation at waste expo but uh, like i said we it worked last year and uh, we learned a lot from it so we, we hope that it's uh, look forward to there will be a good auction again this year great I think so too, and it really feels like things are opening up and people want to reconnect. That's the feedback we're getting. Are, are you hearing the same, Martin? Yes, we're hearing the same. And uh, if I, we uh, talked to some customers already this morning, they they look forward to uh, to meet to meet in uh, Las Vegas um, here. Uh, Waste Expo is coming up end of June, and. Um, we Volvo, obviously, we're going to be there. We're going to be an exhibitor, and, and we look forward to, to meet people again. And I would say that, yes, I sense the same within the industry. It's, this has been a long, we're not through this yet, and we're going to do this in a very safe way. And, um, and obviously, various companies and organizations have different uh, travel restrictions and whether you can meet in person in somebody's office or not, and we all respect that. But you can sense, like you said, that, uh, people want to get out again and and uh, and meet face to face. And I always say that I'm in the heavy equipment uh, business, but at, at the end of the day, this is a relationship business, and and um, it's about the people. So um, we, we we certainly look forward to uh, connect with people in Las Vegas and at other future events uh, going forward, of course. Definitely. And so you're really first in line around technology and i know that you you always have your ear to the ground and like i said you always listen to your customers are there any technologies or innovation that you're really paying attention to that will propel the industry forward even if it's beyond um 
heavy equipment. What are, what are you noticing, Martin? Yeah, so, so one, one big thing for us is safety. And that's obviously a big, big focus of the industry. And I feel that th that is one where we, where we shine and try to really, really listen. And um, we have done a lot over the years and, and continue to add when it, when it comes to safety aspects. And if I look at the, the space that we are in when it comes to heavy equipment, uh, no area is, is more important than the other. So we, we, we have really taken a step when it comes to stuff like ground ground level servicing um, so that people don't fall off our equipment orange handrails uh, we pay a lot of attention to lockout tag out for example um, we have a rotating beacon on our equipment that is always on when uh, there's power to the machine uh, rear view cameras even now side side view cameras or forward-looking cameras um, uh, LED lights these are all areas that have sort of grown over time, and uh, there's not a there's not a meeting that I'm not in where we we get those questions. So, so what else are you doing in terms of, of of the safety aspect? And I would say that that's something I'm you're never done with that, and that's something you have to think about on a daily basis. But I, but I am proud of that that we are really contributing there and, and taking that very seriously at Volvo, and I know that others are following suit as well. Definitely, and the industry is uh, really focused on it, like you said, and I, whenever I think of Volvo, I do think safety first. So I love that you said that's part of your core value, and it really is what you guys are living. So it's good to see it's focused within this industry as well, because I think we all would love to get out of that top 10 list, right? That's not a good top 10 list to be on. Correct, yeah. Um... You certainly want to be on certain top ten lists, right? But that is not one that you that you want to be on, on and we shouldn't be there. And I think it's uh, we 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 all try to contribute to that. And uh, like I said, that that work is never done, and it should be part of your culture and, and everyday uh, thinking. But uh, yeah, we um, same same within our product development process uh, when we look at new offering, whether it's a uh, a hard product or a soft offering, uh, the safety aspect is always part of that process. Um, and I think we, we can be proud of that when we look back at what our equipment and often looked like 5, 10, 15 years ago, uh, a lot of those areas, while they may sound small, they are not. And uh, um, like I said, always there's always things to work on, but uh, we, we, do, uh, we do put that... Uh, first um, a lot, so. Well, it's great to hear. And you're definitely living that, <laughs> for sure. Yeah, thank you. No, we, yes, we do, yes, we do. That's great. So the pandemic, how has that affected your work, Martin? I would say first and foremost, I'm in one of those roles, like many of us in the industry, I, I travel every week. And uh, obviously that did not happen. Uh, last year, I was I was was home a lot, and 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 it actually it turned out to be okay. Um, and I think uh, for us at Volvo is that we have very uh, strong relationship and partnerships with uh, the larger um, uh, waste and recycling companies, as well as the regional uh, companies that we do business with. And they were under the same travel restrictions and working from home that I was. So we were actually able to in one way, getting a hold of each other 
easier and work through it. Um, the other thing that we did, and I know a lot of other things, we, we wanted to make sure that we continued to uh, service our customers. So a lot of our focus, if I look back a year, was uh, parts availability and service capabilities. We wanted to make sure that that our customers can get to us and that we can get to them. And obviously, the, the waste and recycling industry is an, is an essential business. So almost immediately when it comes to parts on the shelf and parts availability, we stepped that up and we had very few uh, hiccups, if any, uh, when it came to the, the, the flow of parts and, and so forth. Then, um, and yeah, we had a, when everything locked down, there was a bit of a, and still called, but then after a while, I wouldn't say that it was back to business as usual, but uh, we had to continue to service our customers, just like our customer had to service their their customers. And yeah, we did a little different, but um, the year ended up to be, a, to be a good year. And I think we learned a lot from it. Um, the, the one negative would maybe be for, it, it was hard to maybe develop some new relationships and some companies and organizations that we had started to work with and they are not that familiar with us, um, that, that's challenging because there are certain things that you need to cover face-to-face. -face. And if I look at where we are now, we're starting to do that more. I, I'm one that have been on a few trips already. We do it in a very safe way or we meet outside or uh, we arrange for a large meeting room at a hotel with very few people and we um, obviously adhere to the guidelines that are out there, but uh, it, it's good to be back out again and uh, um, to meet people and companies again. I feel the same way. And it, it we'll get there. And like you said, we're not out. We'll of, get there. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're making our way. But I feel like this industry is so resilient. And, um, you know, you, you've mentioned uh, you heard the Bill Caesar podcast, and I know we talked about it as well, but it what's nice about it, a silver lining, right? A lot of heartache came out of the pandemic, but at least our industry was deemed essential, and it was nice to sort of um, elevate the position of the industry again with the sort of general public, I should say, anyway. Yeah, uh, so we uh, that's something I always, uh, it's, it's the people that makes this industry uh, um, unique. And uh, I have the opportunity to, to get to know a lot of those people over the years. And we get these curveballs thrown our way every now and then. And we kind of, get, we, we adapt and we find different ways of meeting and doing business and servicing our customers. And I think we, we did that well. We, we were certainly not per perfect last year, but uh, we, uh, we, I think we can say that we, most of the obstacles we, we overcame and we, we did a fairly good job last year. And we, we now we learn from that uh, this year. I think a lot of people have for sure. And I know we talked about Volvo values aligning with EREF. And I know one thing that Brian and I spoke about was this sustainability um, future, right? I mean, we, the industry has always been um, the first environmentalists, but EREF, really their mission is focused more on sustainability as well. And I know for us at Waste360, it's a big focus of ours. Are you finding that at Volvo or has that just been part of your story and now you just have to uh, 
communicate it more. How are you feeling about sustainability and ESG and the work that you're all doing? Yeah, I think we, uh, we've always been doing it in a way and uh, we've sort of always lived that and we've always reported even in our, if you look at when we do an annual meeting or a quarterly report, we always have that as a component, our sustainability efforts and projects. I would say what's more, what's, what's a, a big change we see is that now we see customers requesting that more where maybe five, 10, 15 years ago, it was one of those, that's, that's great that you're working on that, but how does that, how does that help me? Now there's a turn there where, um, especially when we do quarterly meetings or annual meetings with various customers and organizations, that is at the top of the agenda. Like they wanna, they wanna hear about what are your sustainability projects and efforts and how can we, what, what can we learn from that to incorporate into our own organization? Um, so we, we have a, a big meeting coming up here, here next week. And that's one of the, that's one of the main topics uh, for, for that meeting, whereas maybe in the past, that would have been Martin talking about the latest and greatest excavator uh, that Mo was offering. So while we're still talking about that, and we love to talk about our product portfolio, the uh, uh, sustainability efforts, emerging technologies, safety, those are topics that are at the top of the agenda when, uh, um, for many of the discussions that we have. I bet. Well, and it's great you're hearing that from customers as well. I think on the, in our industry and even in the consumer side of the world, they're, they're demanding more and expecting more, so it's great in general. Yeah, and that makes us, you know, keep us on our toes and make sure that we are working on the right thing. Because there's no, I always say there's no reason for us to develop things or come out with new products or services that the customers don't need or see value in. So that kind of speaks to we, that we were onto something and that we're working on the right initiatives, I guess is the best way of putting it. So as a 40 under 40 winner yourself, what advice would you give professionals entering this industry? I would say the always try to find a, a a few mentors within the industry, and I would say there are many of them. Uh, what I like about the waste and recycling industry is uh, everybody is very down to earth, uh, approachable, and take advantage of that. Um, yeah, we may be competitors or on a day-to-day -day basis and, and so forth, but uh, it's great to see that we 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 share success stories and best practices and and i've had the opportunity to, to get to know personally some of the um senior leaders from even the, the public and, and and regional companies and they're very approachable they always have time for you and i think that that's again speaks to the people within the industry and uh so, so that's where i've kind of learned the industry and the and, and the lingo and uh, i would say but often I can pick up the phone and call some of those people and run an, an issue or a problem by them, and they always have time, uh, always have time for you. So that that I would say is the, the, the biggest advice is take advantage of that, the network, and 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 get to know the industry inside and out because this is a this is a fun this is a fun industry. It sort of gets in your blood, and uh, it, and again, it, it's the people that makes this uh, unique. It's so true. And the relationships you build, it's so close knit. Um, so 
and like you said, everyone. And it's a small industry. It's a small industry at, at, after all. I mean, I look at what we do at Volvo for other segments or industries or, or customers. But yeah, everybody kind of know one another. They've been there. They've worked there. And they have each have a unique story to tell. So uh, take advantage of that and, uh, and, uh, and, and kind of pay attention to where the things are going. I would say the other thing is... Uh, um, this is also an industry that is very eager and interesting to to hear about new technology. They uh, they don't mind to be the first to try something, even when something may not be 100% ready. And that that says something uh, that they're willing to develop products or services with you along the way that later will become a commercially available product. Uh, so the uh, the technology and then, of course, the, the safety aspects, uh, those are two, uh, two, two things that I take as a takeaway, I would guess, um, in my daily conversations with, with various people. Oh, that's great insight. And then can you just talk a little bit about why people should support the EREF auction? Yeah, so, I mean, the, the EREF is the, is, the, is the science arm of the industry, and I think it... We, we get a lot of good data and information out of that. And like I said, from, from the Volvo, we, we, we support EREF, and I know many others do it because it, it's the right thing to do. It helps the industry as a whole, and we can, we can each um, utilize and use that information at various levels within our own organizations. Then the, let's not uh, forget the, the networking and learning from one another and uh, it, it's ex- extremely valuable, and uh, I just think that everything you do, regardless of how you participate and support EREF, it just drives the industry forward. And it's it's critical. I mean, without without there's no other organization like it. And uh, and then it's it's a great group of people. I enjoy getting on these calls, and we meet at these events and and talk about how we can make make the industry better and safer. So. I don't. There are there are no reason for for not getting involved. Absolutely, there's something for everyone, and and it's for the greater good. That's awesome. And then, Martin, is there anything else you want to share before I let you go today? No, I uh, I would say that I appreciate that to be on. Um, and we're always here to help one another. If anybody listening that uh, have any questions, feel free to reach out. Here we're sitting. I think we're recording this in mid May. We got Waste Expo. Coming up, we hope to see to see you out in Las Vegas. Uh, we're gonna try, we're gonna put on a put on a good show and a good event. And uh, I want to say thank you, thank you, Liz, for setting this up. I appreciate to be on, and uh, we'll see you in Las Vegas if not earlier. Sounds great. I'm looking forward to seeing you again. Yep. Okay, great. Well, it was so nice chatting with you. Thank you for being generous with your time. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Happy to help. Okay, great. If I don't talk to you before then, I'll see you at Waste Expo. Will do. Take care. Okay, you too. Bye, Martin. Thank you for listening. It would mean the world if you would take a moment to rate or review this podcast. And if you share it with us on one of our social networks, we are giving out some fun, nothing wasted podcast swag. So just tag us and see what you get. Thanks so much. Yeah.